Welcome to the Track and Food Podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, as always, Jamie Ma. Joined, as he always likes to sit across from co-host, Mickey McLeod. How are you today, Mickey? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's uh, a nice and lovely and beautiful Monday day today. You're wearing a toque, I see. I'm wearing a toque. It's still toque weather in Vancouver. And no, it's, this is my. Uh, this is more just to hold my long oh, hair back. Oh, that's your hipster toque. Yeah. Oh, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Hold your hair back, I get yeah, it. Pretty much. Are you saying I'm a hipster? Uh, you live in Chinatown, don't you? <laughs> Fair enough. No, wait, wait. Sorry, Strathcona. <laughs> never mind, never no, mind. No, I'm Chinatown. Yeah, time. Um, well, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time joining us, uh, we appreciate uh, you tuning in. We are a food and hospitality podcast derived in Vancouver. This is we've been doing this for about a year now. We're very excited to have uh, a year very, and four months. Year and four months. Yeah, uh, we're very excited to have a very special guest on today to talk about some tea. We had a really great guest on recently, our good friend of the podcast, Daniel Williams, who works at this great restaurant, Dachi, in Vancouver. If you haven't been there before, do check it out. Hastings yes. Sunrise. Uh-huh. Um, Dan was willing to sit with us and chat and talk to us about life as a chef and career aspirations and healthy eating and a lot of things. Things got pretty fun and the boys made fun of me, which was a lot of which is the not funnest. a fun, not a well, lot. Well, it's fun. the funnest for me, so I don't yes, know. Yes, exactly. And also, you should mention uh, now for all of your Spotify needs. Yes, we are on Spotify now. We are now on Spotify. We are on Spotify. So we so are. So if you're an anti-Apple person, uh, Foxconn, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you now have uh, an Android option. Yeah. Why was Spotify. that? So, why was that so hard to get on there? Uh, I think our okay. Not to get too technical. Sorry if we're boring you, listener. But uh, there was a um, thing that our our podcast provider switched and changed that made it uh, able to RSS to Spotify. So okay, cool, awesome. Well, I'm glad we're there. It's about technical mumbo jumbo. You don't okay. need to know that. Well, so you can find us as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify. So do please oh. pass this along to your friends and rate us and all that stuff. Um, we have brought on a good friend of Mickey's. Yes. Someone that he admires quite a lot. I do. It's very so if true. you don't know much about Mickey, Mickey's a big tea connoisseur. He, a tea enthusiast. Yeah, tea enthusiast. tea sommelier. Okay. Yes, that's a thing. Yeah. It's exciting. So you brought on someone that you've been wanting to talk to for a long time. Someone that you frequent very often. His his shop. So it's called O Five T- Rare Tea Bar. O Five Rare Tea Bar. Okay. On West Fourth in his, sunny Kitsilano. And his name between is between you and Vine. And who's who's our guest today? Pedro. I'm going to butcher your last. It's Pedro Villalon. Villalon. Yeah, it's kind of close. <laughs> Did we get it close? Okay. Good. Hey guys. So, and if anyone knows me, they know I'm at Pedro's shop two times a week minimum. And all I drink is their tea. I'm a huge booster of O5 Rare Tea Bar. Um, if you haven't been there, you got to check it out. It's amazing. So we finally got him on. And also, what's really cool is our first small business owner in the city of Vancouver that isn't a restaurant, but still in the food sphere. Yes. Of tea. Yes. Very so exciting. interesting. Yeah. Yes. And Mickey actually did take me there one time. He took me there actually I did. a couple I months ago. And it was, I, oh, felt yeah? like, I felt like we were on like a weird creepy date. And then it's like, <laughs> so like he was like. Wearing a tuk. Well, I was wearing it. Was I wearing it too? You might have so. been wearing it too. But yeah, it was probably. like it was a little. It was like kind of like it was a nice winter. day, and we were like drinking tea <laughs> together, and we were like talking. And I was just like, yeah. this just feels very yeah. But, <laughs> yeah totally. but you do take a lot of dates there, though. I do. That's so, where my date spot actually. Yeah, it's actually yeah. your date spot. So that's that's comforting <laughs> for you. To it know. works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you like a date, you hang out with date. If not, you talk to the bartender. It's all cool. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, totally. so, yeah. Well, I think you were you were smitten by one of his coworkers. Or no, no, employees. no, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would you say that on our podcast? Let's just, just move past it. I love everyone that works there. I've been going there since day one. Okay, uh, I think yeah. actually, uh, Pedro was the tea, the uh, 1992 oolong, yeah, which got me hooked. Um, and people listening don't know what an oolong is, it's just a type of tea, it's a partially oxidized tea, partially oxidized and that was an tea. aged tea from uh, from Taiwan, which yeah. was, was pretty cool. 
And I think you guys had the 1993 last year, but I don't know if it's still around. No, it's gone. Okay, yeah. yeah Super we, raisiny. It's really good. You okay, loved it, actually. Okay, I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to plead a huge amount of ignorance here. I don't drink <laughs> coffee. I don't really drink tea. Very so true. this episode is going to be really informative for someone like myself. And uh-huh. I'm pretty confident anybody out there who is probably rolling their eyes at me right now because I don't do either. Yeah. Um, well, you're caffeine free. You're a purist. No, I just, I just never really got into hot drinks. I think that's just okay. my thing. But the great thing about this is I'm really curious about this sphere because uh, yes. I, like 99% of the world drinks either one or both. Yeah. And tea is something that's been around for thousands of years. Mm. And I definitely know that there's a great and huge amount of history and knowledge out there. And there's probably, a, like you said, there probably is a ton of teas out there that I'm probably really into. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to meet you, Pedro, today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And I'm really excited to kind of pick your brain on some ideas and some things. And if you could just kind of give me a lowdown on kind of like, tea and like, <laughs> what is tea and like, how is tea made and like kind of those ideas because i don't Give know us a little uh like a five like a two, is, like, what the thing knowledge. is yeah well, so like because what i'm saying is like when i think of tea i think of like, like you know i've worked in restaurants i've worked in bars i yeah. i've heard of yeah. earl gray and english, english yeah. breakfast, breakfast and green tea but blah, like blah, blah. at the end of the day how is tea made like what do they do like what are we what are they doing here to make tea so different make tea so different you know um so so these it's it's a very broad world and and we'll get more into that later, but uh, it's a drink. The, the, the only thing that matters is it's a drink. And uh, to you, the only thing that should matter is, does it make you happy or not? If, if you're drinking this thing, is it making you smile? And if it does, I think you should drink more of it. And if it doesn't, then maybe try another tea. So um, I don't like to get ever in, into the conversation of whether it's, it's a better or worse drink versus coffee or or you know any other any other drink beer whatever um what i can say is it probably has one of uh, one of the longest histories because oh, you yeah, know yeah. somebody has been drinking that stuff for for about five thousand years is, is tea have an origin is it have an origin is it is it yep. is it china china yeah is it china it's started in china okay so, so it's starting in china tea is a a, um, a drink made with uh, with leaves very specifically with leaves of a plant called camellia sinensis and uh there are many types to many many ways to create a drink out of um, out of these leaves. So it's that one plant that generally a lot of teas derive their their nature so, off of. So so tea per se tea the the drink tea comes from the plant Camellia sinensis. Okay. Uh, there are other drinks which people oftentimes call tea, uh, which are herbal infusions of of different plants, and you could call it chamomile tea or or, yeah. or you know jasmine or whatever. Uh, being uh, being puristic, if it's not made with a Camellia sinensis plant, it should not be called tea. It should be called uh, an infusion of, of whatever plant you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's about the thing. Okay. So yeah. it's so kind of like all teas kind of have a base origin, kind of like gin, how gin kind of has to have like a juniper origin. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Like it has to have like, it kind of starts from this one area and then you kind of... Yeah, if it's a London, right. London dry gin. Yeah. Yeah. Or for example, wine wine is made with uh, with grapes. Yeah. Right, and, and, and use vitis vinifera or, or wine. But there are many types of, uh, of grapes that you could use. So yeah. your Cap Franc and Merlot and Chardonnay and uh, Pinot Noir, all, all, all these guys. So just, just like, uh, like that, there are many types of, um, of tea leaves. So how did you get into this industry? How did you fall in love with these things? Uh, I lived in China for a couple of years. I was doing advertising in, uh, in Guangzhou. And uh, my best... Uh, friend over there was a gentleman called Mr. Fang and Mr. Fang happened to be my driver. So 
every day in the morning I had to drive uh, from home to work 45, 45 minutes. And I was sitting next to this guy that spoke only Chinese. So uh, he started teaching the ignorant Western guy some, some Chinese so that we could communicate. His name is Mr. Fang? Mr. Fang. Yeah, pretty good name. Yeah, it's a pretty good name, right? Kung Fu name, I think. Kung Fu name, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so Mr. Fang and I became good friends, and his wife happened to be from a place called Chaozhou. Chaozhou is famous because they have a mountain called Phoenix Mountain, where they make uh, a type of tea called Phoenix Oolong, or, or Feng Huang, Feng Huang Danchong. Very famous. Pretty famous. Tea that, that's a famous... Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix. Just, just ima- imagine um, making a Jolly Rancher into a tea. Oh, that, okay. That, it, it, it's pretty cool. It, it's got all these flavors in a, in a cup. Oh. So for me, tea had always been the queen and silver spoons and porcelain. Very fancy, very stuffy, and it was really not attractive. But uh, going over with, with uh, Mr. Fang over to Phoenix Mountain, I learned that for some people, tea was, uh, you know, these big trees and uh, somebody, somebody cooking something on charcoal and some old guys picking the leaves and, and making a drink that was delicious. Not because they were adding any syrup or, or flavorings. It was delicious just because the trees were delicious. So, so tea became suddenly very attractive to me. It was, uh, for, forget my, my tea knowledge, forget you know, any, any history or ceremony. It was a delicious drink. It was something that made me happy. Wine does, wine, well, a lot of things do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So. Well, which, yeah. which is like sort of like akin, it's like the Eastern way of thinking about about tea, right? Yeah, it's about how it makes you feel and like the energies it brings, as opposed to like you know the tasting notes or you know. It's something not like that. exactly. exactly. Yeah. It, it's not just a tasting. It's not that that you will rate the tea and and will give it a grade. It doesn't really matter. Uh, the only yeah. thing that matters is after you drink it, how do you feel? Yeah, did you like it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do you feel more like, really, relaxed? Or I really do you like, feel awake, or do I, you feel alert? Or you know what's kind of funny is I really like the way he, you're kind of alluding to that because I feel like in the beverage industry, especially the wine industry, and me as being a, a sommelier, mm-hmm. um, there can definitely be a lot of people who kind of miss that point sometimes. Like yeah. when I have people coming up to me and you know saying that you know you should drink this or this and this. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean. There is certain wines out there that are better than others, but I mean, if you really like that ten dollar bottle of something, yeah, like the cheap swill that you always buy here and try to force me down to do, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you like. Likes. But I mean, wine. if he likes it, he likes it. <laughs> that's so, I mean, it. Well, that's something I stole from from the philosophy of, of Eastern tea. Yeah, is, is I tell guests at my bar if you know, and similar to what Grant Cini was saying, if you listen to our show uh, two episodes ago, we had Grant Cini on, yeah. the legendary uh, Australian Canadian bartender um, who you know too, actually. Uh, I know the guy. Yeah, uh, he was saying the best drink. Uh, is the is the drink you're having right now in yeah. the room? And I tell my guests at my bar, if you like this cheap, shitty Mission Hill Five Vineyards Cabernet Merlot, you love it. Whatever, that's, that's good it. Well, That's a good drink. What does it matter if it's huh. not considered to be a good wine, right? Yeah, exactly. So. But it's kind of funny because I mean, I think for over the last like ten or fifteen years, there's kind of been this kind of culture that's developed where people are, are starting to, you know, turn their noses up to people who like things that are a little bit different or worse or whatever. And it's kind of like you know when you hear about stories about bars where like, oh, we don't have vodka. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, fuck off, man. It's like, okay? <laughs> totally. like, if a guy likes vodka, let him drink it. Like, you know, if, why, yeah. do you, why do you care? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Elitism. You know, if, I wear my, if I want to wear my, if I want to wear my toque in the summertime, I'm wearing my toque. I know. Yeah. That was a cheap shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how long, how long ago was it? Was this a long time ago? It was uh, 2007. Okay. So, okay. So 05 is six years almost. Oh five, uh, oh five will be seven, man. Okay. Oh five will be seven in, so, in August. So take us from your experiences in China to coming to Vancouver 
and starting what I consider to be the best uh, tea bar in the city. Thanks, not sir. all of Canada, but I haven't experienced like the rest of Canada. So. Thanks, brother. Had you, li- had, you lived, had you lived in Canada at any time before this? No, never, no. never, never. We I had been through Canada a few times, so my wife and I always liked the idea of of coming to Canada because uh, the air smells great, the water tastes great. There's mountains, yeah. there's oceans. Should we take for granted, man? Dude, you're, no, you're it's, it's the it's an outstanding country. It, yeah. it's a great country. So, so I have uh, I have kids, and uh, it, it's a great country for. You're originally from Mexico? Mexico. Mexico, okay. Mexico. So we moved to the United States, um, Cincinnati, Ohio, for uh, four years. Okay. Spent a couple of years in Guangzhou, China, and then then moved to Canada. Pretty much because of what we guys, yeah. what we have out here, you know. The, the mountains, yeah. Did you like trees. China? Love China. Yeah. Yeah, we had a blast. It was, it's, it's, a, it's a great country to be in. Kind of funny, because I was watching on the news this morning, they were talking about how, Be- or is it Beijing? I think Beijing's trying to, like, crack down on a lot of the air pollution. They're trying to push a lot of the bikes like people getting on yeah. bikes more and yeah. building um, yeah, and like, kind of garden ways on, on their yeah, overpasses, and they have like, which is something Mexico is doing a lot of too. Huh. Building agriculture oh, yeah, um, yeah. In, in, in with the uh, cement structures. Wherever you can. Stuff, wherever you can. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, grow, grow some vertically plants. or upside down. But they took whatever. a picture of like what the Beijing sky looks like. You know when we had the forest fires last summer and yeah. like, the sky was like kind of red and hazy and just yeah. like, gross. And I was I, like, it questions why you live here sometimes. I was like, they have that every day. Yeah. I'm just like. Pfft. It's crazy. But, it's getting better though. It's getting better, but I'm just like, holy crap. Like, I could not live there if it was like that. But yeah. So the, those guys have like 1.2 billion people. Yeah, it's crazy. While we have 34 30, million, million in the second yeah. largest country in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Crazy. So hence, we moved to Canada. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for coming. We're, <laughs> so, so. Mickey's been very happy. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I have. So totally. His dating life has got a great place to go to. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, that's what he's for. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, the other thing that I love about the, um, you know, Talking about about the eastern eastern way of drinking tea, it's it's a way to hang out. It's a, it, it's a way to socialize with uh, with people. Um, it tends to be a drink that uh, that's in the middle. And you know, if if you come to the bar, I'll probably be chatting with with you guys, and I will be brewing some tea. And nothing stops for tea. We're we're still having a conversation, but I will keep filling your cup as uh, as as we chat. Huh. And when the tea's done, I will probably bring out some other tea and 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 brew it a few times. But uh, but it, it's something that just brings people together. Yeah, it's amazing because I mean, um, I mean, Mickey, you can testify to this as well. With both of us working in the hospitality industry, like one of the things that's a growing trend right now, and you can anybody who can pull up a computer right now and go to a lot of news outlets, especially ones that talk about food and culture, are um, the growth of the low alcohol um, and non-alcohol sections when it comes to people's um, habits. Zero proof. And the zero proof. And they're talking yeah. about like a lot of people who um, are, are our age, millennials and Generation Z and stuff like this, how our culture and the people that were, like, we're healthier, we're eating, we're drinking less. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming maybe people like yourselves and establishments like yourselves are probably benefiting because of that, you know, that people are, are using and realizing that, you know, you can go out and socialize and take a girl on a date not feel this pressure to go to a bar and you mm-hmm. can go and get some great delicious tea at a, a, a spot that's like you said you can still get great service you know? well the perfect example of that is the butterfly um pea flower which is like yeah not only a health product but also like a really like fun hip new thing that's also being featured if you know what i'm talking about it's the famous empress gin yeah is, is colored with this and yeah. it has a blue color but when you add acidity it turns purple it's pink, like pink bright pink yeah bright pink um, and you see it in lattes now as well. So, but it's actually considered to be like a health product, essentially. It, it's supposed to be really good for women's health and, yeah. and relaxation. No, you're you're totally right. I, I think that people are starting to realize that uh, 
the tea is a drink. You know, it, it, it's, it's not a, a, a very far away esoteric, esoteric uh, thing. It, it's something that you can just have to hang out with people. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go to, to the Shangri-La right now to, to market and, uh, and ask Luigi for, for some drinks, he might bring some outstanding non-alcoholic cocktails, which are tea-based. Mm-hmm. And they also mess with your, uh, with your brain. You, know, it, you, you don't feel like, like an outcast because you're having a drink that's not necessarily alcoholic. You feel great. You're, you're, you're having a drink like anybody else. Yeah. yeah I mean, like at, <gasps> at the bar, I've had, we've had like, lots of cocktails that we've had infused with tea. Well, I think the very first one, um, and just for a little bit of backstory for people listening, uh, I first met Pedro when I was working with Jamie at the Fairmont Pacific Rim and uh, the Jovene Market, we brought on there, which was at the time bottled kombucha. Exactly. Uh, and I think the first non-alcoholic drink, uh, I think Steve Rosengarten, if you're listening, shout out Steve, made was the Kombucha Kid, mm-hmm. which was a kombucha, uh, co- not a zero-proof cocktail with uh, 05's kombucha. Oh, there you go. He was a good drink. A little history. Yeah, he was a pretty good drink. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, because we were talking about Grancini, Grancini actually also used, um, was it the Baliocha? Noel? He used the uh, Baliocha Noel. Uh, Noel um, for his uh, Can- Western Canada world-class winning cocktail. Oddly enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really surprised right I'm now. Just, like, I just can't remember. Like, <laughs> I was like five Shout out to Grant if you're listening. Exactly. So, so, so <laughs> segue to Baliocha Noel. It's a tea made by a guy in, uh, in a place called Hadong in South Korea. And it's this beautiful place in the mountains where everybody's dressing in something that looks like pajamas, but they're traditional farmer's clothes. And the uh, sky is blue, pines all over the place. Imagine uh, this guy, Kim Jong-il, and wife and, uh, and son being the only people who work in the farm. And they'll make a handful of kilograms of, uh, of tea. And it's a tea that, you know, it smells like chocolate and tastes like dessert. Mm. So really that's, what, that's, that's, that's what that Grant used good. for world-class cocktail. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Well, I think it's interesting, too, since we're talking about um, regions, is that I think a lot of misconceptions people have about tea is that it all comes from either Japan or China or India. But there's a lot of different regions that, that produce Make tea. outstanding tea. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Including uh, Chile, for example. The southernmost tea garden in the world is in, uh, in Chile. In, mm. uh, so after yeah. getting interested in tea, so this is around 2007, did you... Um, like, did you take any formal education or did you just kind of just kind of learn by just kind of tasting and learning? And I'm claustrophobic. so I usually like to be out on some mountain and uh, many Chinese mountains. There are some guys making tea and just learn from them. So you should just, just of... go hang out with those guys, maybe bring a bottle of whatever and say, hey, would like to drink some of this and and, and spend some time in the farms. And that, that's where I learned pretty much. Perfect. I, know about I mean, I mean, if anything, that's actually yeah. that's like the best. That's like the best. Type. Think about it. I mean, like that's. That's like the best way of learning, right? You're learning from exactly how it's made and from the people who are actually making it. I think. Absolutely, yeah. Hands Sounds on. Like and so how, sure. long, how, many, how long did you end up doing that before you decided to get kind of heavily involved in like wanting to do this as a business? So the next couple of years living in China, we, we spent some time in, in some hills out there and, and a bunch of uh, places with old Chinese guys playing, playing mahjong and drinking tea. Um, when we came to Canada, I needed to create a job because it's not very easy to, to get one. Um, yeah. Thought that tea could be a a good idea and uh and that was the start of my previous company called Delti, which was uh, probably the first incarnation of uh of O five T for uh, a variety of reasons that uh, that did not work. And uh we had to rethink rethink everything and, and come back as as O five. Huh. Was it just a distribution or was it an actual T bar? No, it was it, it was uh it was just uh 
just a brand. Oh, I, just I brand. got it into Whole Foods. I got it into Mindheart. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I thought that it would be much easier to just get a drink that was delicious. I thought everybody in Vancouver would uh, would love it, mm. and and actually people did. We we got featured in a bunch of magazines. Ah, oh. but um, I was not able to get more people to buy it because. One, the names of the tea, they, they were weird teas. They, yeah. they were small batches direct from farmers that people could not pronounce. Uh, okay. So um, yeah. if I was doing a demo, the tea would sell. If I was not around, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, people pass by. Like, people pass by, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they said, you know, can, can you give me some, some strawberry shortcake? <laughs> you know, blueberry. Bastardization. Lapjack yeah. tea. And, 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 and it, was, it was just, uh, it was very difficult. It was very difficult to sell tea without an actual tasting bar. Yeah, uh, because most people were not used to to these kind of drink. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I mean, like, I would definitely put myself in that that dummy, that, that dummy that dummy range where I just like, <laughs> I don't know what I want. Well, it's and not it, dummy. It's just people just haven't know. been exposed to what, actual, what actual real tea is. No, oh, well, that's exactly it. Like, I if you were to come up to me right now, and if I was to walk in, I'd say I'd never gone in with you, and I'd walked into O five, mm-hmm. and especially as I have absolutely zero palate for tea. I don't know what I like or I don't. Like. You're you're. No, no, I can I can pick up flavors, but I just don't know what I like. Right. Like okay. you know, I wouldn't know to look at a board and be like, okay, I know to get this. Yeah. I have no preconceptions of anything. I don't even know, like I don't drink tea, so I don't I don't yeah. know that I'm like, oh, I kind of like this, so this would be closest. Mm-hmm. So that for me, walking into that and yeah, like I would definitely want someone like Pedro to be like, hey, you know what? Let's get you trying some stuff. And yeah, let's see take if you, you like on it. the take the me tour, on a kind yeah. of a little bit of a tour. Absolutely. And like, um, I can see why for you, I think how that would be a little bit. I wouldn't say it's frustrating but it's also kind of exciting because you are turning people onto something new and probably something that you're already really excited about but then as a business owner i can see where that'd be like holy crap i you know i need to figure out a way to get people to buy this stuff when i'm not here or you know and that's where the tasting and, part and, and, and turning and turning these 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 brands that i'm bringing in into like day-to-day brands where people like yourself you or you were talking earlier about like 1992, 1993, like you're already, you're already speaking kind of the language, the tea language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just getting people understanding the nomenclature. Like, like what are they looking? I think well, that's... Well, I think what you're touching on is it's an educational point as yeah. well. Because if you're not there to be able to sell the product to the customer, then they're not going to be educated yeah. about it, right? They're not going to do the research on their own and try to find out what Belioche is or, or you know, what, no. what the season's harvest are. Like, do you, have a, do, you have a, do you have a consistent top seller? Ooh, I mean, great question. Do we have to do that? We, we do have a few items that, that they sell. Just always sell. But most of our teas, they're, they're seasonal. We just bring a small batch and then it's gone. So it's, it's difficult to say, you know. But the, you, the have way main, we, you have some mainstays, though. We have a few mainstays. Yeah. yeah. We have a few mainstays. High, high Mountain. Like High Mountain Black. That, 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 that gets beautiful because we, we work with some 85-year-old guy from the middle of nowhere. You, you can't drive a car to this village. In, so are uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the teas that you sell, are they a lot of them mostly coming from the people you met in China? Uh, or Korea or, or Korea? Japan, but, but the vast majority are are direct trade. They're, they're people that you've met them personally. You know that them. I've had some mezcal with. Is it the vast majority of cases? Ooh, mezcal. Yeah. boy, I like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it is it um is it difficult? Like, I mean, this is more business side, but is it difficult to uh, bring their teas into the country and sell them? Like, is that a absolutely not? No, it's very easy. No, I think that that's one of the really cool things about Canada. Uh, importing importing is pretty easy exactly yeah. as, as as long as you know you declare everything properly and, and all the paperwork is correct there's so absolutely like, no problem so because i mean this is one of the biggest issue that anybody who knows anything about the hospitality industry in bc pretty much anywhere in canada actually but getting exactly. alcohol into this province can be a pain in the ass 
Yeah. And it can take a long time. And Absolutely. like, it's so like, like if you say, I want to sell, I ordered, I, you spoke to the person in China and you say, I want to sell this tea for June 1st. Um, would you need to place your order really far in advance or can you get your teas ready in like two, three weeks? You know, it really depends. So, depends. so sometimes we work with people that make 10 kilograms of tea. Yeah. So the tea is there. They, they will send me a message on, on WeChat and say, hey, I have 10 kilograms of tea. And you could probably get in a week? Um, if I fly it, yeah. If, yeah. I, if I put that guy on DHL, I can get it um, Sweet. less than a week. If it's a, if it's a larger shipment and we need to put it on a, on a slow boat, then slow boat might take a, a month. month. A month, okay. Uh, but even then, if, if going through customs is fairly easy. It's pretty easy. Unlike uh, alcohol in, uh, in British Columbia, it's tax-free. There's no import tax. There's, there's no, no tax. sales tax. No. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, because I guess it's... Is it considered a food? Yeah. It, it's considered... Yeah, basic need basic which need, yeah. i think it is and yeah. and the guys over in the united states had a had a revolution over some tea taxes back in uh in the 18th century yeah you might have heard so i might have heard i heard of it so ever <laughs> since then over here in north america we're we're afraid of taxing tea as uh, as we should be yeah, you know? yeah. interesting that's amazing. a basic need never thought yeah. about that way that's really cool actually I never, yeah that actually yeah. that makes sense <laughs> many other countries tax tea but but for some reason the united states and canada don't yeah. And if you think about the 18th century, then maybe maybe it makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. because they tried to tax tea and yeah, they lost land, so those good. guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting to touch about the business side of it because I'm interested to hear your experience starting a small business because you know we've had um, restaurant owners and brewery um, people who are co-owners of breweries um, talking about their experience. So I'm interested. But I know that you actually have at the shop, you have uh, nights where you do like a mezcal night or you do like a, a soju night or something like that, where you're doing infused cocktails with the teas as well. So. With other stuff. So, so what we had to do in order, in order for us to, to get this off the ground in a place where people are not used to these kind of teas, mm-hmm. uh, we had to learn how to speak like, like other people. So, so I started drinking lots of wine, for example, and coffee and, and vodka and mezcal and I had to drink pretty much anything else. And uh, if you come to our bar... Now we speak in our language. Yeah. Exactly. If, <laughs> if you come to our bar and, 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 and you have never tried tea and you know, you've never really cared about it, then uh, we would probably ask, what do you drink? Or what would you like to drink now? And, and you as a wine sommelier might say something like, well, I would like to... I, I don't like hot drinks. I want it cold. So I want uh, something like a Gruner Feldliner. You know, kind of grassy and, and, and fresh. I'm getting excited. <laughs> uh, in which case, we'd probably make an ice brew and um, a Mitsudashi gyokuro, and and you would get all the uh, all, all, all the grassiness and, and freshness of a, of a Grunel Feldliner, but expressed on a oh, yeah, on, yeah. On, on a Japanese tea. He knows his wines. I like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like my wines too. Uh-huh. Well, and you got and you got a great. I think you got Kids Wine Cellar just across the street, which is amazing. Yeah, it is. That's a problem, street. man. Yeah. I know why. It's a big problem. <laughs> I used to live my finance. So I, used close, to live in, yeah. I used to live in this in that area, and I I would go to Whole Foods, and then I just walk by, and I'm like, oh, this is convenient that they're right next to each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You just buy wine. And so you get yeah, you get your uh, nourishment, yeah. then you get your wine, and then you know, your tea. Go in for some antioxidants at uh, 05. Perfect. You get a bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and most of most of the wine farmers are exactly. Um, the opposite, you know, I, they, they usually like to drink some of the other things. So, so whenever I end up in a, in a farm, I'll bring some, like I said, mezcal or, or wine or uh, the kind of tea that we're drinking. We, we um, farmer over there, Kim Jong-un, loves pairing this guy with uh, Spanish brandy, like uh, Duque mm. de Alba or Cardenal Mendoza. Yeah. And uh, 
So you've heard him say Kim Jong Un. It's not, we're not talking about Kim Jong Un, by the way. Yes. Anybody else who's wanting a food? We're one talking about the, off. Yeah, this North guy. Dictator. <laughs> exactly. He's not short and and, and stocky, Fat. and yeah. no, that's that's not the guy. Not the guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's 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 a nice, uh, pretty pretty cool guy. Nice. So that's become fairly common pairing teas with spirits. You know, I think, or is it still kind of like outside the boxy? I, I don't think it's outside the box. I, I think that that I think it's people totally over in Asia have been doing yeah. it forever. Yeah, and and whenever you end up in in Yunnan in in these little villages, they will probably have a bit of both because both are delicious. Yeah, what are the people like in those villages? I'm kind of curious because it's like it's probably very poor, and they're but they're probably very happy. Well, not not anymore, man. So, so some of these villages in in Yunnan, for example, they've made so much money uh, thanks to the trade of of Puerti. That, Puerta, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, some are some are getting very 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 rich. Well, so can you explain trade for of- people listening uh, what Puer? So Puer, Puer is a region. It's a, it's a region in a in a province called Yunnan. Yunnan is my favorite province in China. They have twenty three ethnic uh, groups. So think like twenty three First Nations. Okay. Uh, that are not Han Chinese. They look very different. Uh, many of them have their own languages, and uh, some of them have their own alphabets. So the last the last writing system in the world that uses hieroglyphs is from a from a people called the Nashi in the province of Yunnan. And these hieroglyphs look like Egyptian writing. And, you know, right now, the only guys that are fluent in this thing are, are the Dongba or the, the shamans. But it's an actual live language that uses hieroglyphs to, to write. Wow. And you have the, the um, Dai that are very close to Thai people, and they will go and throw water to other people in, in their new year. Uh, the Bai people, the Yi people, uh, the Hani people. Hani, they, uh, they look pretty much like like mexican so when when i went to to union for the first time and and stayed in the in, in a home of some honey folks i felt i was in in oaxaca they felt like my people wow oh, crazy super cool <laughs> uh, some of these guys are doing really well so they, they many of them used to be poor back in the day but uh so so poor is um it, it's a it, it's a world on its own it's um it's a type of tea that uh, if you make it with with the old trees you can make it with some trees that are 500 years old, 1,000 years old. So if you make that kind of tea, um, you can age it. And, and if, you, if you buy some of it that's 50 years old, you're down probably $15,000, $20,000 for a 357-gram for tablet of, Holy of, shit. of this tea. It can also, be outrageously expensive. Mm. Um, so a lot of people invest in this kind of tea, like investing in, in whiskey. yeah. And uh, the price has been going. Is it because it's really rare? Or is it because so it's, it's really it's, good? It's aged. So it's HT. Yeah, it's HT. Well, it, so so it's rare because there's only one region in the world that can produce it. Yeah, um, like Pappy Van Winkle. Have you had it before? Oh yeah, absolutely. There was some in that guy. There was yeah. some in, the, in that little caddy. Yeah, uh, it, it's a pretty cool type of tea. Um, where it's usually very easy for people who drink whiskey to appreciate this kind of tea. Like similar note profiles, and similar similar. note profiles and complexity. Uh, I've got some from from a place called Banjang. Um, just like sometimes you can make two or three steeps out of certain tea. With this particular Banjang tree, uh, tree uh, you can um, you can steep the tea probably for thirty times. Huh. Yeah. So they're just multiple insane. infusions that just get you know it's like more complex, and you're getting secondary notes and stuff like this, and kind of like yeah. right. Yeah. I get it. You, you, you spend See a how whole... these worlds kind of like they're very similar to the wine world. I keep telling you that, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I missing, huh? Why am I not drinking tea? What's going on? You should You're drink more start tea. drinking tea now. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be going to 05 a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we should do is after, like one of these days this week, why don't we go there and then you guys can like pick out a couple of teas for me and then we can. 
Absolutely. I'll take them home. Yeah, just let me yeah. know when, when and I'll, I'll be there. I'll make, I'll, make, I'll make the wife happy. For sure. So, yeah. <laughs> no, she, I mean, she loves tea. She, she makes tea all the time at home. So yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We'll get her on some good stuff. But I realized you did say something interesting, which I kind of touched on. I do like when my tea is cold. I think it's maybe it's just because I'm not used to the but idea. But summer thing, cold infusion tea is is. Yeah. is but a when huge you were saying thing. that, like you can still take care of people who drink cold tea, I didn't. Right, I'm, I'm not. We really can make an ice brew for you, mm-hmm. and then that would work. I love. That. And I think when you do, and correct me if I'm wrong, a hot and cold, uh, hot infusion versus a cold infusion releases sort of different flavor profiles. Completely different flavor yeah. profiles. Just just like you know having having raw lettuce and and cooking your lettuce yeah. or, or broccoli or, or onions, caramelizing onions, or something right? Like that yeah, exactly. So you can make different types of extractions. You can uh, you you can uh, play with a, for example, a twenty four hour extraction, a room temperature. You can make uh, an extraction with ice water. So you were just talking about how you are approaching your seven year anniversary. Yeah, is that, that going to be this summer or? Yeah, August. Okay, end of end of. So being in Vancouver now, you've been in Canada for what over probably ten years. Ten years. Okay, ten years. So this is probably home now for. It is home. Okay. We like it. We're staying. Amazing. Is your wife involved in your business as well, or is she? Uh, informally, yes. Informally, okay. Yeah. And so you've been doing this now for seven years at all at the Kitsilano location. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, how have you like how have you seen running a small business like this as a foreigner in Canada? Is it has it been a fun project for you? Has it been exciting, difficult, stressful? Um, because the only reason I'm asking because we've yeah. had uh, past friends of ours on here mm-hmm. yeah. who run small businesses and especially small restaurants. Yeah. And it's, 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 I'm just kind of curious to try to understand the logistics of the two because running a restaurant in the city is really daunting and very expensive and very, very painful. painful. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you don't, you know, days are full and there's no time to be daunted or stressed out. You, you know, do whatever you have to do, do on the day do? and then go to bed and, and, and sleep as many hours as you can. Are you guys going to expand? So we've been expanding, yeah. Um, thankfully, yeah, the, the business has grown every single year. But uh, but a lot of our business comes not not from the bar, but from wholesale. Okay. So, so you're in the, you're in a lot of the markets here in the city. And, and not necessarily markets. So so we're doing um, we're doing wholesale programs for uh, boutique hotels and uh, third wave coffee roasters. Okay. So some of the better uh, coffee roasters in Canada, uh, they were offering outstanding coffee, but the tea that they were ro- offering was was Sub- subpar. Subpar, okay. So, so you had the most amazing coffee beans that taste like coffee. And then you had all the teas that had, you know, whatever mango flavoring. And the tea was not up to the standard of the coffee. So we work with a, with a number of these people all over North America, actually. We, we have customers in, in the States also. Really? Yeah, yeah. A, a good number of customers in the States. And, and uh, we develop better, uh, better tea programs. What's your background? In, are you a background in business? Uh, I'm a chemical engineer. Chemical, en- chemical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and I did uh, marketing for a few years with Procter & Gamble, and that's what took me no, to No, I'm just, I'm just saying, because like, like, there's a lot of people there who want to get into business and do things, but it yeah. sounds like you actually have a business mindset uh-huh. of understanding, like, okay, I, I, can, I have a local business here. I can, I can develop on local, but I, that's only going to satisfy a small amount of what I'm wanting to do yeah. and how I want to grow the company. And the fact that you have, you're touched in markets all over North America is shows a lot of ingenuity and understanding that like I need to spread this and get this going and kind of build the brand mm-hmm. stuff like this, which is really cool. But do you have a large team that works with you or is this a lot of just you? Or? No, we have about uh, 10 people at the bar. Uh, many of them are not full-time. So we have a, we have a very eclectic uh, team of, of, of really cool people. Mm-hmm. You know, every single one of them is, is worth 
chatting with. It's like when you when you go to a bar mm-hmm. and and you're there for the drinks, but also to chat with the people. Yeah, that's what we want to create at the bar. So yeah. so we have a we have a super cool team over there. Uh, Shout out to Jeff if you're listening. For example, which you should be. Yeah, that guy should, <laughs> you should be listening, dude. And uh, at the warehouse, there's 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 Clinton and uh, and Nasha and Karen and Terry. So, so warehouses would be basically where all your supplies come in. They stock there and type thing. Correct. We have a warehouse in um, in Richmond. Okay. And that's where we pack and and you know deal Ship with our everything. larger wholesale customers. Nice. Are you've thought? Have you thought about opening up another location in Vancouver? No, this is in Vancouver. No, if we open another location and and there have been some talks about it, it would be in um in a different city, different and city. it would be a little little place to anchor a wholesale business on okay mm-hmm. so that's that that's how we would uh, expand interesting well and you may know since you're talking about your products being placed in certain coffee shops the really prominent one in vancouver that your teas that i found out without even talking to you or talking to anyone from 05 and that's um uh it's propaganda yeah propaganda propaganda yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we were there we we were cool yeah, what's, what's funny is guy. we were in there and i was like looking on the menu and i'm like Hi, Mountain. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we sell all five teas. I'm like, oh my Those God. guys are awesome. Well, they're awesome, but I will tell you that it's not like for people listening, the tea there is great, but if you really want the full experience, go into 05. Yeah, but you didn't. And have the service because tea, how it was prepared at the coffee shop mm-hmm. was not the same as how it's prepared at the... But that's not how you reacted when you did that. You were like, you almost had like an orgasm when you saw that they no, were selling the tea there. No, but I was like, it's not, it doesn't taste But you same. were like so stoked. You were like, well, I was so stoked to yeah. find the product there. I was happy for my yeah, boy yeah. Pedro, but also like stoked Excellent. that you can actually get you came back tea. and you, you kept just blabbering about it. You're like, oh my God. It's true. The true story. <laughs> well, what, what happens is when you're in a coffee shop and you have to offer tea to go and, and it might need to go in a to-go cup, yeah. not the same as when you can actually sit down and, and spend yeah, exactly. some time with your tea. We were talking about about tea being more than just uh more than just the flavor and one thing that tea does is it makes you feel something it, different teas will make you feel warmer or colder or they will have an effect in in on you uh if you come to our bar and spend half an hour drinking tea you will have a chance to see how that thing worked on you mm-hmm. if you just you know go to anywhere else and, and have it to go cup not the same now you can still have a pretty decent experience. And I think that what, what Will and Gang are doing over there is, is phenomenal. I'm pretty thankful because they're not offering any strawberry shortcake passion fruit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be a lot of fun to go there since I don't get caffeine in my system if I was to go there yeah. with you, but then if I was just high well, on mushrooms. Well, okay, so tea high is a but thing. If I, but if I was high on mushrooms too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. We'll do some mushrooms. <laughs> We'll do some mushrooms and we'll go in uh, and exactly. uh, do some tea. And see how that does, man. Exactly. It's all from the earth. See how many <laughs> pink shit. elephants we can get in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another question I'm curious about. So you obviously are, are specializing in probably of some of the more pure, rare, and high-quality teas that you can find out there. If I was, if you were to, can you give me the difference between like what goes, what that versus something like Orange Pico? Or something like Earl Grey, like just the more generic brands. What's the, like? What is what are they doing differently between? So, so you know, going back to to a similar category, wine. Um, if you're getting if you're getting the better stuff, usually you have harvest with low yield. Lower yields. You would have these beautiful vineyard where where they're not using any pesticides, or probably not not using any any irrigation, and 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 some old lady and some old guy are going to be picking those leaves and and squeezing them and just very carefully making a beautiful drink. Um, If you go to a more commercial place, they would probably have really high yields. They would have to fertilize the hell out of that thing. Um, 
quality drops like crazy, just like with wine. Yeah, okay. Well, that's one thing. Also, also when you're having when you're making something that's industrial, quality is defined as consistency. Because you know, if you're drinking commercial wine, every sure single year will taste the same. Taste the same. Yeah. You can probably not age it, but every single year it will taste the same. Uh, and then when you have better wine, every single harvest is unique. So we try to get the stuff where every single harvest is unique, where where you can taste time and space, where where the weather, the, the terroir, uh, yeah, well, the terroir, and 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 also, uh, you know, was there frost that uh, that year? Were they, were they having a warm spring? Were they, you know, were they having too much rain? All that you can taste in in a cup of small batch tea. Can you so mo- do you, would you say most of the teas you get are from China? I would say... Do you, get, do you get some from, like... You no, saying, we get a good number from Japan. We get a Japan. really good number from Japan. And you were saying Chile as well, or...? No, we, I, I'm not getting anything from Chile right now. We did. Korea. Um, Korea. Does Canada do stuff? Tea? No? I don't know. There are a couple of informal tea gardens. Informal. I have uh, five tea trees in my backyard. Oh. Uh, so there's, there's that. There's a fairly large tea garden right uh, south of the border in Washington, in Burlington. Okay. So tea can grow pretty much anywhere. We have some tea from Nepal. We have uh, some pretty cool teas from, from India, from Assam, um, Darjeeling's, this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, there's some beautiful stuff grown in, uh, in Kenya, for example, and Tanzania. Crazy. Yeah. Grows hmm. everywhere. Yeah, no, I, I just wasn't sure if, like, there was, if it was more of like if there was such a thing as like a local market and kind of like that. But like, it sounds like it's more of a, an Asian market type thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. A- A- Asia grows yeah. much more tea. Yeah. Mm. Okay, this is yeah, this is I don't know. This is super fascinating for me because I just think it's yeah. I mean, the more I'm learning here, it definitely sounds like there is a lot more nuance to this market. And me being mm-hmm. the idiot, not really getting into it. Maybe the, you, the listeners, as well. Maybe. Well, no, but it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> kind of good to know because like it just kind of shows that like there is. I mean, I think a lot of people already know this that there's a lot of. In any pretty much any type of market, there's mass market, and then there's probably higher quality stuff. But it's just it's it's interesting for me to realize how much of a how similar it is to the wine industry, yeah, and how kind of you can kind of put two and two together in a lot of ways. Well, also you know farmers market. It's like you know if I'm going to shop at uh, Safeway or if yeah. I'm going to go to the farmers market on Sunday, yeah. I'm going to get a better product. It's going to cost a little bit more, but it's to, it's worth the cost, right? Yeah. And just like in wine, sometimes you can find this gem of a bottle. That, mm-hmm. That's not exactly expensive, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you can do the same thing with tea, depending on, on the origin. There are some origins that are really cheap because they're not famous. And, and the guy who's, who's making it is just some guy in the middle of nowhere. So you can get outstanding value for money for... for... Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty much exactly what I tell the people all the time. Like a lot of people I know think that only the good wines in the world come from like, from, you know, Chianti and... And, Burgundy and, 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 and Burgundy and Bordeaux and then you know Piedmonte. Whereas I'm like I, I'm my favorite wine region is the Loire Valley in northern France, and I think that I can I can take their best wines and put them up against anything from Bordeaux and Burgundy and be like these will definitely compete. And if not, oh, China, a lot of them. It's and just, it's, it's, it's just because people just don't know. And the price price point is like like a tenth. Yeah, right. So and 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 then you're not you should not really drink a name. You should just drink whatever wine is in front of you, and and you can judge whether it makes you happy or it doesn't. Yeah, Mickey, do you have a favorite tea? Uh, favorite tea? Mm. Uh, it's the High Mountain from. Um, well, so it's interesting because I used to love oolong mm. just because of the. So oolong is its style, right, or is a type? It's a type of uh, fermentation process that they do, but it can be really, really uh, sweet and floral and light, or it can be like super rich and dark and like uh, kind of nutty and like raisiny. 
complex. Yeah, there's a wide, a wide range. range. It's I find like the widest range tea leaf or, or tea style made. Process, but, yeah. And then I find now lately I, I just really love um, Chinese red tea, like anything from like Yunnan or Thanks, anywhere there. That's like you should my try the time traveler one. The, 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 <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that really guy's yeah. yeah. And then also um, from uh, Cultivate on Main, they do a red jade that's kind of nice. And mm-hmm. Baozhong or Baozhong, I don't Baozhong. know how to pronounce it. Yeah, getting um, into Taiwanese stuff. So I flutter between oolong and like traditional like um, Chinese reds right now, <laughs> if that's specific. But you don't drink coffee, right? Really? No. no. You're no, like, no. I haven't had a coffee in like 10 you years. You drink coffee? I, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. A good amount of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you, have, do you sell coffee at the tea place or no? No, it's a, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, coffee I mean, as much as i love this the, the aroma of coffee um it pretty much dominates an environment yeah so, so it would be difficult to express the soul notes in tea if everything smelled like coffee oh i never even thought that's that's an interesting reason not to do it like i would expect you to say no we're a tea bar that we don't sell coffee but like the fact that you're actually saying no it actually just it would just mm-hmm. it's more kill. about the experience yeah but but for example we work very closely with a company from calgary called phil and sebastian coffee roasters who i consider to be well in my opinion the best roaster in canada if not or, or, or one of the best ones and uh you know just just love drinking their stuff and hanging out with those guys huh interesting yeah. well, but i would not serve that because the yeah. aroma of coffees you know it, it would overpower overpower yeah, everything yeah. else that, that we have at the bar yeah well also we should mention that you use kombucha as well which i mentioned earlier and then also the some some minor snacks like chocolates and nuts and things like that. Correct. So there are many time. ways to and express matcha. tea. And, and one way to express these through fermentation, just yep. like you would express grapes through wine. Mm. So, so we ferment tea into kombucha. But when we serve kombucha, the whole idea is to, to express tea. The, the, the kombucha should taste like, like the tea that it was made mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Well, I think it's the best kombucha in the city, personally. Thanks, man. I'm well, ever since we had nice, uh, our, uh, <laughs> our old Scottish brewer that... Uh, yeah. She was making kombucha out of 20, 20 liter pails in the back of our store. Yeah, yeah, Rosie. Shout out to Rosie if you're listening. Exactly. Who you are. I think I, I've, I've seen on social media that she's doing uh, FM. So she's, I think, doing like a, a, a podcasting. Yeah, like back a, in London. A feminist eh? po- Have you heard about that? I haven't heard her yeah. podcast. Rosie, but, if but you're Rosie, listening. Well, if she does a podcast, she's definitely DM listening. me and let's do something together. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, Rosie's great. She was the OG. Yeah. So she's the one. For people listening, like if, you, if you're used to going in and buying kombucha from whole foods from the bottle like go into 05 and try theirs and just see the difference and the complexity and like the refineness of it is just it's uh it's something something delicious and kombucha is supposed to be really good for your gastrointestinal tract am i correct yes it's it's pretty good good for it's good for everything man good got all the polyphenols and all that good stuff good flora whatever they want to talk about yeah and if you want to make it alcoholic we can uh we can work on it so i cannot (laughs) sell it but i can show you how to make it uh it's between mead and 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 kombucha yeah so you, we can get that guy to about 11 percent in um in alcoholic content yeah. using some mead from the fraser valley and, and some you're green. not a vegan are you i'm not vegan oh. <laughs> see i like them even more <laughs> i drink everything man yeah have you experimented with that you have obviously oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've we've made a few of these alcoholic batches yeah. again not for sale because That's it'll be illegal and exactly want yep. nothing illegal <laughs> but uh for personal consumption and for sharing with friends yes and and we've worked for example with uh some some champagne bottles which can take a lot of pressure yes and we yeah, do a absolutely. second fermentation with champagne yeast oh really wow some, uh, you guys do your own riddling and everything too uh what? or do you keep all the do you 
do you clarify afterwards? Or do you no, no, it, no. Or you keep it all in? No, 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 no. Ooh, Ev- del- everything in. That'd be delicious. So, so it's somewhere yeah. between kombucha and uh, and meat. But but you can get the pearly bubbles of uh, of a sparkling wine. Ooh, I like that. And uh, so the next time you do this, we are definitely hoping. oh yeah totally yeah. It, you should, you should you have to bring tell a me a couple of weeks in advance because <laughs> it takes a couple of weeks to ferment that stuff. Yeah, but uh, but we can make a because okay, I mean when we're not doing this when podcast, you're on the show next, we'll be drinking. That. We'll bring a bottle of that. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Because when we're not doing this podcast, we're just you know doing nothing. Yeah, just exactly. we just want to drink all the time. Yeah, I'm either at work or just drinking. <laughs> if I'm not at work, absolutely, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, my girlfriend's gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're embellishing a little bit, but. We are bartenders after all, so what do you want? Got to know your product. It's a thing now, you know that? What? Like a lot of bar I just read a really cool column about this saying like a lot of bartenders nowadays are just going dry. Like they don't drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that makes no sense. That'd be like, uh, that'd be like well, pe- I guess if you get to a point where you've like, had everything. But that'd be like, but that'd be like Pedro saying, oh, I run a tea bar, but uh, it'd, be, it'd be like me running his tea bar. You yeah. drink tea? No, I don't know anything about tea. Yeah. Right. It's like, what? How do you? Or, or like a steak chef being a vegan. Like, no, it's called, yeah. it would be difficult. It's called going to a different industry. Yeah, but I feel like... Uh, like I cutting mean, back, sure, I get that. You but get like, to just, a certain point of knowledge, I think you're okay. No, I get it. Okay, In terms maybe, of being okay. on the cutting edge of new spirits coming yeah. out, then yeah, like of it's course just, you'd be behind. But Like let's say you were just getting into the industry and you just never drank. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense because you can't really sell your product anyway. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. So, but... <laughs> I, yeah, I believe in being consistent. Yes. <laughs> but moderation. Switch their own. I, I, I'm okay with moderation. I, that, that, that. Yeah, so what was this tea you gave us today, by the way? So this tea is called, um, it, it's, it's a new creation also from, from uh, my friend Kim Jong-un, who sounds like a dictator, but he's not. I like it, it's cold. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really good cold. Uh, it, he just called it Hong Il Jong, which means the one red dot among all the black dots. So, so he wanted to make a tea that was very different versus everything else that he's, that he's ever made. And that imagine that there's a there's a group with a bunch of guys and there's just one girl. That's what this tea would be. It would be the one girl that made a bunch of guys. So she would be pretty special. Oh, it's like the girl in the red dress in the Matrix. No, oh, yeah. dude, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I, we should tell that to Kim Jong Il. He would. Yeah, like yeah. It. He'd, that's he'd, the Western version. He'd be happy. <laughs> so uh, this guy's coming over to Vancouver in November. Yeah. Perfect. Gonna, we're gonna fly that guy here. We're gonna um, ask him to to show us how to make some some tea with the stuff that's growing in my garden. We're gonna get him to give a few. A few classes at the tea bar and and talk about what you know. What Amazing! Okay, I love this. Can can you do it on a non weekend night? Yeah, like totally. Never fucking make these things. So people listening, O Five always has kombucha brewing classes. They have um, introductions to the world of puer. They have all these really cool classes at night. That yeah, you can go to and they have like alcohol, um, cocktail infusion stuff. And I can never make it because they're always on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Oh, dude, having your porch out here. So what we can do is we can we'll we do, can yeah. invite a guy over here and and we'll get some perfect little charcoal burner out there and yeah. and get some a, water I have going. A, a lava rock uh, um, uh, fireplace or sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what, what do you call that'll it? That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, make it the whole world doesn't revolve around you. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> I have this. The studio has the space. We have a studio no, I got patio. That, but I mean, the Friday Saturday thing. You know, I know, I know, I know. But I recently got Wednesdays off. That's not uh, a bad permanently thing. for my job, so I only oh, work four days now, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, so if it's on a Wednesday, I can go. Yeah. Oh, so you're more even yeah. more lazy. Schedule your business around me. We'll we'll we'll, we'll bring that guy over <laughs> here just to have. Yeah, the, the, the guy is also so so being a tea farmer and being into flavor. He's into you know culinary arts and uh, beer and everything else that's delicious as well. So is he, so, is he younger or older? Uh, the guy's about fifty. Oh, he's not he looks old. like he's thirty five, but but okay. the guy's about fifty. And and well, both both he and his wife are really classy people the kids are, are amazing so, so we're, we're bringing 
Kim Jong Il and wife to um come hang out and uh, imagine and the breweries you're gonna take him to. Oh yeah, they're gonna be happy. His mind is gonna be blown. Oh dude, yeah, absolutely, exactly. We're gonna have to find a driver because yeah, I'm not driving that. Absolutely. <laughs> so what uh, so what we'll do is we'll make sure to keep uh, our listeners posted on that, and we'll. I think that sounds like something you're gonna do this in November. You're hoping? Yeah, in November. Okay. So if anybody Got wants to go away. beer hopping with our tea farmers. I'm in. November's the time. You can't yeah. see because it's a podcast, but I'm raising my hand <laughs> right now. You got any other questions for Peter? No, that's great. Uh, if you want to just um, you plug, plug anything, plug anything obviously we've talked about the shop, but go, go check out the shop. Yeah. So the shop is in Kitsilano here in Vancouver. It's yeah. just off 4th and Vine. Um, if you're interested in learning anything about the basics to like, maybe like deep diving, like more experienced knowledge. The staff there is super knowledgeable. They'll take you through anything. Um, Pedro's there. He'll... He'll take care of you too, but he's not usually there no, too much these days. And so, not too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually working at the where, where, at warehouse. How many coffee shops in the city are you looking at? So we got propaganda. You know, I I, I would lie. I, I really don't don't have no, a count of them. Okay. But but quite a few. We do have a a, a good number of uh, of um, coffee shops. Okay. Um, are you are you in Whole in Whole Foods? Not in Whole Foods. No, oh. we, we we don't do retail. Don't do retail. We don't do retail. Okay. We 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 only do some of the cooler coffee shops, the ones that would actually you know do a good job with the with the um, with the tea leaves um i think hotel wise the best example in the city is uh is shangri-la we're very grateful with those guys because mm, yes they uh you know they they decided to go for a much better tea program and if you ask for for a poached pear for dessert they would pair it with some beautiful uh tea that comes from trees that are 500 years old and uh they just created um a cocktail with uh with time traveler nice. called lost horizon uh, that cocktail, it, it's a winner. So it's going to start being served at uh, all the Shangri-Las worldwide. Awesome. Oh, amazing. So I would strongly suggest um, go, to, go to market, try uh, Lost Horizon. Um, there's another butterfly pea-based uh, cocktail that's, that's being served there, and it's also, it's also gorgeous. Could you ever do retail? Is that just more for quality and quantity because you just couldn't handle the demand? Is that you know, no, we, we, we could definitely, but it's, um, it's difficult to sell it in retail still because the teas are weird, very weird, and and, and, yeah. and some of them are sensitive, and we wouldn't be able to control that you. they're in in the yeah. best shape. Yeah. So, so the guys like like Will at Propaganda that really pay attention to what they're doing, you know, I I know that it's going to be served properly the way you want it, and it's not going going to be old inventory. You know, you. if it's old inventory, he would call me and I would change it, and we would make sure that we serve a decent experience to to the end consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like I like that at the end of the day right there. I mean, the fact that you're still caring about what, making sure that wherever your product is going to be, the guest, and the, I mean, the, the consumer is going to get something that you, meets your standards. That we're happy you know, with. That you're very happy with. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, like you said, I mean, like it's, it's in business. I mean, at the end of the day, I guarantee you're still doing this to make a living for your family. And, you know, but you also love what you do and you're also passionate about it. And you're, um, what's the term that? you're not selling out just to make a lot of money because mm. I'm sure if you really wanted to, you probably could. And, but the quality will probably drop is just like how you were saying. It's like, and I respect, I respect that, you know, you care, you can, you can just tell by the way you talk about it, how much passion you have for it. It's, I think that's shows. And I think that, you know, even when I went in there, you can tell that, you know, the people that run this place know what they're doing and they care about it, which, mm. is, Thanks, man. which is very nice. Which is the, uh, our favorite breweries in the city, which is their exact, uh, ethos and business model. So yeah, they care about what yeah. you're serving. Yeah. And you yeah. can tell. Way to I mean, go, I Vancouver. That's how you get longevity, right? You know, at the end of the day, it's like if you do something you really care about when people can see that there's passion and people aren't in it just to make a buck, mm. you know, that's what people gravitate towards and they eventually, you know, 
will uh, support you in the long run. So, I mean, Absolutely. Seven, seven years. I mean, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, we're alive. Well, it's also thanks to, to the bartending industry. So so guys like like Grant and, and Lauren Moat, yeah. uh, those guys have been huge. And, and, you know, Lauren was buying tea out of the trunk of my car back in 2009. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, when I was penniless and and, and you feature the bittersling products at the shop, we've as had well. uh, yeah. bittersling. Lauren also used her teas when when she went to compete to world class. Yeah. So so uh, well, we? you of course floated us. We were the, the the first guy to believe in in uh, kombucha oh, to be stop. sold at the ferment. Well, so, yeah, we got in Jovane. And Jovane, exactly. You, you said you guys should put yeah. it in Jovane, and you know it was it was huge. It was a huge boost for back then. It was it was rosy, and we were literally making kombucha in 20 liter buckets yeah so one day rosie <laughs> said dude can you buy me 10 buckets because <laughs> mickey's getting some <laughs> yeah so, so yeah we we, we made uh Kobe babies and and we got more buckets to supply the ferment oh, yeah it's massive well i mean obviously our big component of our show is um local businesses and uh not just breweries and restaurants but also um tea shops like yours so really stoked to have you on and uh everyone listening go check out 05 rare tea bar and uh thank you Pedro. and buy this the was, and buy was, the kombucha too yeah, thanks for being back this was amazing thank you so much i'm pleasure being here i uh i'm less of an idiot when it comes to tea now so Dude. you're like a, a sponge this episode i'm so oh, proud of you let's get it we'll turn you on to caffeine yeah. uh, see, uh, see the I tea is a caffeine. good caffeine you it's know, a nice slow rise uh, ice brews have low yeah. caffeine so yeah. if we get you this thing that that's like gruner feltliner like Yes, that that guy will work was, for you, and it'll be really low on caffeine. I just, you, and the reason why the reason why I got the health benefits, the wife oh, the will appreciate it, man. Come on, man. The reason why I got turned off from the whole experience of like hot drinks is just no offense to my mother, but I just watching my mom growing up drink like ten That's cups coffee, of coffee, though. ten cups of coffee in the morning. Coffee, I was just like, though. I don't want to do that. This is refined, sophisticated. Oh, I get it. Small batch tea that's really good for yeah. you as well. Yeah, yeah I never said no. I said I'm interested. We'll get but it. But I, what I'm quickly realizing is, I think I like. I think I'm gonna like my teas cold. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair enough. So, yeah. yeah. We can work on that. Yeah. Excellent. Easy. Thanks, um, guys. Well, thank you, Pedro. As always, you can now find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I yes. recently also just published a, a, a column on Medium. Talked about the intersection of diet and mental health. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, pl- please read it. Um, it's an emerging topic. Um, ironically, when I published this, I found a couple of similar articles on the, in The New Yorker and one mm-hmm. another one on Medium. Um, so it's it's a topic that's coming that's I found really interesting. If you're wanting to learn more about that, do check that as well. Thanks for the support as always. Mickey, you got anything else you want to plug? Oh, it's the NBA playoffs, so me and Mickey are very happy right now. Our teams are fighting each I'm other. I'm not gonna okay, I'm Our not gonna say anything. Teams are fighting each other. But the Blazers won last night. Yeah, shut up. And Damian Lillard hit three logo threes. And I'm not <laughs> gonna say anything because Jamie is a really close friend of mine. But the series is going seven. Yeah. The home team is gonna win every game, and I'm sorry. It's unfortunate the injuries to Paul George and it looks like Westbrook hurt his hand. But so here's the thing. Lakers, my we'll favorite team. We'll still be team. friends after. Yeah. Lakers are my favorite <laughs> team, but since they suck and I've given up on that team for the last six years, yeah. I've had to kind of love Oklahoma yeah. City. So it's Oklahoma City and Toronto. Fucking Toronto. Yeah, pray, pray for Jamie. His two favorite teams are just, just in, taking a beating in, in right the now. worst possible position. Exactly. Also, I, I could really go for beer. Yeah. I'm drink a beer after this. Okay, perfect. Get yeah, thirsty. Yeah, we're still Get friends. Thirsty. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, anyways, we'll talk to you another time. Thank you so much.